We absolutely love Drink Arepa here at Keegan & Company. Not only is this a brain performance drink, but it was designed and tested by neuroscientists in New Zealand made from all natural ingredients. When I was playing professional footy, I was constantly looking for ways to be better physically and mentally. Now, podcasting, study and work, I focus on training, good quality food and sleep, but I prioritise having a bottle of a repper when I want to be switched on mentally. Gives me mental clarity and I just feel like I'm on. Head to drinkatrepper.com and use the bespoke code Keegan25 for 25% discount. That's Keegan25 at drinkarepper.com. Keegan and Company. It's Keegan and Company, the company you keep. That's it. That's got to be it. Welcome back to the Keegan and Company podcast. If you guys are new to the show, my name is Keegan Hipgrave. And in this episode, I'm joined by a professional rugby league player and Australian Jillaroo, Julia Robinson. How are you going, Julia? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Hey, we um we won the morning. We did. What what a morning we had. What a way to start the weekend. I'm so glad you came down because this morning I thought it was going to be like a little bit rainy, a little bit overcast, but the sun came up. We did a mad session active. Thank you. Shout out to Ali and Bart's <laughs> at Active Gym in It Burley. was hard. I don't think I'm going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I we convinced I um I went for a swim and a coffee with Liv Koenig yesterday morning and I said, told her that we were going to do a podcast this morning and I was like, oh, well, come, come do a sesh with us. We're like, we're going to sesh, we'll have a swim, we'll have a coffee afterwards and then we'll sit down and do a pod. And she's like, is it going to be hard? And I was, I was like, nah. I was like, nah. Like, and to be honest, this morning was so much harder than I've ever done there. Okay. Usually it's like a bit of, like a bit of way. So we bit came of, at a good time. You came at like the <laughs> best time ever. Like we, had, and we, we rolled into it. I looked at the session and I was like, Oh, 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 this, this is going to be gonna big. Hurt. Yeah. How'd you find it? It was hard. I think Liv and I were just looking at each other like, what are we doing? Yeah. We need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was good. Like it's such a different kind of fitness, obviously what we're used to, yeah. but no, nah, it was a really good session. What's your, what's your training looking like at the moment? Cause you finished up, um, World Cup, just yeah. finished up with the Jillaroos. Um, what's training looking like now in the off season? Oh, well for me, like, um, I'm just having a bit of a break from like footy training, um, I'm just like stay, staying off the footy field for a little bit. So just enjoying my own kind of training, like doing bits and bobs every now and then. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure pre-season starts next week. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. For our local club comp, um, we start again next week. Like um, I guess for the girls who are part of like the um, rep, uh, rep teams, like we can have a bit more of a break. Um, so I feel like I'm going to slowly just start coming back. But next, yeah, next week, most of the girls are going back. But didn't get back? Like a couple of weeks, weeks ago? ago yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like no, it's pretty much no off season for us girls. Really? Yeah. What would the comp look like next year? Because I know they were talking about bringing in another comp before NRLW. Yeah. Do you know much about that? Oh, so it's still like our um, our local club comp. So I play for Wynnum. Um, heaps of girls play for like, say, Tweed, Burley. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that season starts like in March and that, that's how we get picked for Origin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, that kicks off. Pretty much straight away. The, the grind, the grind, <laughs> yeah. the grind doesn't stop. Because no. you've been doing a bit of CrossFit as well. You're yeah, telling me, like, yeah. just a day or two days a week. Yeah, just the, like because I get my mate has um, a gym in Brizzy, so Verge. Shout out to Verge. Shout um, out to Verge. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, no, that it's really good. So obviously, get to see my mates and do some fitness, mix up the training. Hundred yeah. percent. Hey, I um, I guess I kind of want to start with a little bit of like how like your your story growing up. Yeah. Um, I know that you've you know been involved in the army and probably a great way to start is growing up in an army household. Your, your mum and dad both served. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear what it was like. Was it a strict upbringing, <laughs> like stereotypical or what yeah. was it? What was it like? Oh, d- like we definitely had like good routine and like, um, 
it was like tough because like for me, I guess I was kind of lucky because I was younger. Mm. Um, we were obviously traveling back and forth from like different places because I guess in the army, um, you get posted every like three years. Yeah. So we never really had a home for like, say, 10 years at a time. Really? Yes. Um, Do you struggle making friends, like bouncing around? No, I didn't because like I was younger, so yeah. it was fine for me. And like I still um, kept in contact with um, my mates that was like in Brizzy, yeah. like, grade, grade one and grade two. And then I'll go down to Victoria, ma- make some new friends and I'll still stay in contact uh, with the Brizzy, Brizzy people. So... I was kind of, it was easy for me, but like for my older sister, she's four years older than me. So she was a bit older, so I guess it would have been harder for her. Um, But when I, when we got back to Brisbane, I was in grade six and then I was from grade six to grade 12, I was in the same place. Great. Yeah. Is is that why you wanted to go into the armies? Because your parents did it? Um, What was the appeal? Yeah, definitely like a big influence, like um, to join the army and I guess... I was still really torn about what I wanted to do because um, I never, I never really like enjoyed school. Yeah, yeah really? <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. Were you a school troublemaker? Was, uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like pretty much all I w- wanted to do was play sport. So yeah. like, I guess PE was my favourite subject yeah. going through school. Um, but yeah, so I was really torn what, what I wanted to do after school because I knew I just didn't want to study. Um, I knew PT was definitely on on the cast of things but and then I knew in the army you could be a PTI and that's like so it's like a personal trainer in the army right um so I was like oh that could be cool so I joined the army but you can't do that straight away when you first join the army you have to um, do a year in the army do a few courses then do the PTI course as well yeah so I joined as a truckie yeah okay and then I guess when I joined in 2017 and then 2018 that's pretty much when footy kicked off for me as well so I pretty much haven't really had the opportunity to do what I wanted to do in the army. How does it work? You can, because obviously part-time footy, yeah. full-time work in yeah. the army. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, still full-time army at the moment and I've been full-time for seven years. How did you know, like, were you one of those girls who like always thought that you would be professional sport? Because I mean, I imagine growing up there wasn't that many full-time female athletes. Yeah. Um, yeah, growing up, I was very, like, um, I loved sport. Like, yeah. I played netball yeah. pretty much my whole my whole life. Um, and the only reason why I stopped playing netball was because I joined the army. And yeah. even when I joined, I hit up my coach, be like, hey, is there a netball? Do you know a netball coach up in Townsville? Because that's where I posted first. Yeah. And because I just wanted to get back into netball. And um, I've got heaps of friends, like, who I played netball with, they... They're in the Firebirds now. And like, Who's that? Who are you in there? Um, so, uh, do you know, like, old Lexi Baker, she's, like, one of my good yeah. friends. But um, yeah, she's not, she's finished with netball now. Yeah. But uh, had Binny and Hunt, Tara Hinchcliffe and, like, Maddie Hinchcliffe, the twins. Yeah. Um, Kimberly. Yeah. There's Kim he- Rav? Yeah. Yeah, one of oh, the greats. Kim, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, she played in the Cougars. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, so, I didn't really play. She was a bit older than me, so I didn't play uh, with her through, like, growing up. But, um. Yeah, there's heaps of girls De- doing so like well. Like Danelle's going well. Um, who else was in there? We met a bunch of the crew. Gabby Simpson. Uh, oh, you do you know any of the, um, the Gold Coast Titan girls? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, Briar. Briar Gapper. Yeah, yeah. We we went to PBC together. Yeah. She was one of my best friends. Yeah, so um, and her sister Jada. Jada, yeah. yeah Jada's so, a gun as well. Yes. Um, yes, I played netball with them, them all. So. No way. Yeah. It's such a small world. Like that's the biggest thing that I found in sport and like not just rugby league but all circles like AFL, netball, super rugby. Like it's it's wild. Like because you just start meeting everyone and there's usually a pretty good crew around. 
Yeah. So no, so it's kind of cool like seeing them like obviously make it in their sport too. So, but netball is one of those sports where it's like the funnel is insane. Like netball, yes. gra- like grassroots for netball is probably it's huge. It's one of the biggest funnels that yeah. I've ever seen. Like talk about footy and AFL, but like netball, that's the predominant female sport. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like um. Like, I always, like, compare, like, not compare it, say, with rugby league. Mm. Um, obviously, the, our game is still growing. And so for our local club comps and sometimes, like, when we go to training, like, not many girls, like, turn up or anything like that. But for netball, if you don't turn up, you're not making the team. 100%. Yeah. So um, it's very cutthroat at netball, like. Can you, so can you see the grassroots shifting now with, like, the NRL rugby league? Rugby league? Yes, yep. definitely. Like, I feel like. From the beginning, like I, I actually never knew that girls were playing rugby league. Growing up, yeah, growing up, like okay. I never, like even like, uh, I didn't really watch NRL as well. Growing mm. up, um, my household was more AFL at the time. What was your team? Um, Richmond Tigers. Oh yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're unbelievable. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you're unbelievable. And honestly, yeah, I don't know why. I just like Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> as a kid, I just oh, I'll go Richmond Tigers. You're gonna sign with West Tigers as well? <laughs> Probably yeah, not. Yeah, no. No. Um, yeah, so I got pretty much the, the first NRL game that I watched was the 2015 Grand Final with um, Broncos and Cowboys. No way. That's my first ever NRL game I watched. So is that – is that do you started going for Broncos then? I feel like I just started going for Broncos when I started playing yeah. Broncos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, so, um, yeah, as I said, like I never knew that girls were playing rugby league. So I guess when I started playing rugby in 2018 – and comparing from then to like now, it has grown it's so wild, much. Hey. Yeah. And especially where it's at at the moment. Like that's what I say to all the girls. Like you girls are pretty much still OGs. Like, yeah. Yeah, like the game's what, five, six years six old? Years. Six years. Imagine yeah. what it's going to be like in 10 years time. Like the new CBA is coming in. Like yep. the girls, like a few of them are full time. But imagine when the whole squad's full time yep. and they can train at a full time level. Yeah. It'd but be I, awesome. And I guess you're, I guess, lucky in the sense being in the army you would have to do so much training as well. How do you balance your training with the army and training professional? Yeah, like it's like hard. Like obviously full-time work is hard. Like a lot of girls do do full-time. Um, with I'm quite lucky through defence. I'm approved as like an elite athlete. Great. Um, so when I'm in my footy season, I don't have to do like all the training. I don't go away when they do the big bush exercises up in Townsville. So I'm very fortunate and I'm very grateful for Defence to like supporting me yeah. with my rugby league career. Um, so I guess like for me, like um, I'm like a CFL in the army. So I run PT for right. um, my guy. So yeah. at least like I don't do the training cause, like so I can just focus on my own training that doesn't like impact on, I guess, rugby league. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoy like, yeah, running PT as well. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So, um, no, I've been quite lucky, but it is like it t- does take a toll, like full time, I guess. And like we travel every weekend too, so it's like you're working full time, then you leave. Like say I leave at three, and then get to training, and then you don't get home until like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. It's wild. And then you start the day the next day. Like I wake up at like six or five every morning. What What's the story of you starting your rugby league career? Like you said, you started yeah. in twenty seventeen, eighteen. How did you get involved? Playing for the defence team. Really? So in 2018, okay. like, so I was posted up in Townsville um, that year. Um, and then I played um, Army like sevens first. Yeah. And then from that I made the, um, the the Army 15s. And then one of my coaches like, oh, you should try come play like rugby league for like our ADF team. And, you know, have you heard of the national championships? 
Remind me. Um, so it's um, when like Queensland, New South Wales city. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Versus like New uh, Queensland, New South Wales. Oh, Queensland like country city teams. Mm. Um, and our ADF team was put into that comp. Right. And that was in 2018, and that's the first year they're scouting out for NRLW teams. Yeah. And I got picked up uh, from that competition. And you're. And I'm ne- that was my first time playing rugby league. That is so wild <laughs> yeah. to think about. And you're when you hit the scene, you went NRLW straight into the first Australian team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah debuted for yeah. Julia was the same year. I debuted for rugby league. Were you still learning the rules? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Um, my favourite thing uh, I remember from 2018, um, obviously a winger, and then one in our, when I think we were first in Warriors in 2018, uh, Princey um, told me, oh, you had to go. Scott full, Prince. Yeah, Scott yeah. Prince. Um, he was like, oh, you're going full back. I was like, I looked at him, I was like, I don't know how to play full back. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he was like, all you have to do is catch and run. I was like, Okay. <laughs> I guess I could do that. I could do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was still yeah learning the rules. Like I didn't know what a thirty, like a forty twenty was. Oh. I remember like, Ali, I think it was Ali that kicked it out, and then I went to hand the ball over yeah. to the team. <laughs> I was like, oh, we kicked it out. It's your ball, and they was like, no, it's our ball. I was like, oh, okay. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. So um, nah, but twenty eighteen was a really good year. Were your what were your parents like? Were they supportive of you going down the football? Rugby league path? Yeah, like um, when I told uh, my mum, because my mum was still in the army, she was like, oh. Did she want you to stay in the army? Like, was that a conversation that you guys had? If I wanted to stay in the army? Like, army or footy? Like, is, is oh, there a preference or not? like, um, she was like, saying, oh, I don't think army will support it and you won't be able to do it. But as I said, army's been like really supportive. So, like, obviously, when she found out, like, it was all good and she was very yeah. happy and supportive. My dad, dad was the same. Like, he was really excited for me and everything. I think he was down um, watching me play in the national championship so yeah. yeah he was stoked what was your what was your dad like growing up and and your parents like were they were they always wanted to get you into sport like what what was the story there yeah so um well my mum and dad are separated they yeah. separated when I was like a baby okay. um so I had like um I had a stepdad um well he's not in my life anymore as well but um growing up with him he was very supportive of my sport um I was <laughs> I was a very big like tomboy so okay. I was always like a daddy's girl yeah like, um, yeah yeah I've always, yeah, loved, like if, obviously our chores in the weekend, I was always out there mowing and <laughs> my sister's in the um, house, like cleaning that. with mum, all that kind of stuff. So, um, like he was very supportive by netball and like um, even my dad, like I love to talk about my dad. He's just a big inspiration, like what he's done. He's just one of those like people that will just like, he whatever he does, he'll perfect. Really? Yeah. Um, like. Yeah, so my mum's still in the army. My dad, like my dad was was in the army and then um, he, he went to police. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And yeah. then he was a police officer. He did um, SOG. So I don't know if what, you know, what SOG is, no. like special forces in the okay. police. Okay, okay. That's, that's pretty full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he moved to Scotland. He was a firefighter over in Scotland. Wow. He came back. He was a paramedic. And then he's like a firefighter now as wow. well. And he's just still killing it. You said like he does some pretty ex- impressive things. Yeah. I'm guessing these are the things that you're talking about. Yeah, he's just like who he is. Just his mindset is just insane. And like, um, I guess yeah, I I look up to him. Like I'm just like oh, I want to be like, be like you. Just yeah. like how you just want to keep bettering yourself and be better. Like pushing yourself to the limit because he just the reason why he keeps changing jobs because he just wants to like 
push himself and like yeah it's insane do you think that's because obviously like a lot of the values and the traits like we get from our parents yeah Yeah. i look at you as someone that's incredibly hardworking and disciplined (laughs) and so i imagine that your dad and your parents would be the same yeah yeah? is that some of the values that you pass down yeah like my mum, she was um the same like she's had like a tough run for army herself like when she joined as a female um it was like hectic because obviously that's when like first time like females were joining the army um and the job role she's in she was the only female in the job role for a while wow yeah so she's what's her role um ammo tech okay so yeah yeah, i'm a technician um yeah so she's had to be like this like strong female like um yeah, so she's insane too. So, and, <laughs> and like, yeah, sometimes like um, since I'm in the army and like she's been in the army for like 35 years now. Yeah. Um, so she joined straight like out of school, like 17, straight yeah. in the army. Um, sometimes when I go over, she'd like be talking to me. I was like, mom, just talk to me like a mom. <laughs> like, we've left work, like leave army, talk out. Just be my mom, <laughs> be my please. Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very grateful for my parents. Like they've been like such a big role in like who I am today mm. um even though I probably <laughs> made my life mom, my mum's life a little bit hard <laughs> being a little bit terror for high school yeah. but I feel like that has made me the person I am today yeah yeah I think um this is obviously like a mental health and sport podcast yeah. and I'm so appreciative of you jumping <laughs> on like we, we had such an amazing morning like we, we did our gym session we had a swim and a coffee down at North Burley um and so obviously very grateful to have you on I think the biggest reason why I wanted to have this conversation is probably around body image, yeah. like and 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 the and the conversation, the story about last year. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Uh, for reference, for anyone who's listening, um, actually, I'll let you explain because Broncos put a photo up, and then we had some trolls comment on the photo, yeah. which which you ended up reposting. Could yeah. you shine a little bit of light on yeah. on that on that story and 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 where your head was at through that process? Yeah. So. Um yeah, obviously last year it was our 2021 season, but we played in the 2020, oh, was it? I forget what season. 2022, but you had two we, seasons. Yeah, two seasons, yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously a photo got posted from me. From the just from the Broncos. Training. So yeah. the Broncos, just yeah. a normal training photo, yeah. Yeah, yeah just on, on their Facebook. And it was like during the week and then it was the weekend that obviously made my post because it was my grandma that brought – brought it up so you didn't know i didn't know i had no idea because like i don't usually go through like comments or anything like that so um and then my grandma like i was over at my mum's um house and my grandma was over she's like oh how do those comments make you feel i was like oh what comments comments? yeah Yeah. and then i had to look myself i was like oh like yeah so at first like it did like hit me a little bit i was just like and it, it honestly makes you feel like oh is this like what actually people like see me as it, like, you're having these thoughts yeah, yeah definitely and like I was like oh do I actually look like manly like all that kind of stuff and like oh like is this not what I should look like anyway and then I was just like I kind of left it uh, I left it for that night and then because oh, I wasn't going to say anything I was just like oh what I'll just leave it and then um it was actually I was like I was in Instagram one of the girls I followed she was like a very fit girl yeah uh, beautiful and she put her story up and this is, she was doing a few questions and like she was saying like oh I don't like wearing bike pants because I'm embarrassed by like my big quads yeah and then that kind of hit me I was like 
why like why do you like feel like um like no one should be embarrassed by their muscles like you're such a fit beautiful girl like you should show them off 100 percent. yeah and then so that kind of like really like clicked to me i was like you know what i'm gonna like make a post and um like i'm not that type of person that would want to like that's why when i made my post i put the names out and like kind of screwed like i don't like to make like i guess you don't, you don't want to bring the spotlight on no, to you, right? No. Like, you're, like you're a very humble girl. Like, but the the response that you got from the oh, f- you posting that yeah. photo was insane. Yeah, yeah, because like I didn't want to make the post like, oh, boo me. Like, feel like I'm, make not, people, I'm a victim. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, that's not the whole. I didn't want to make that post about me. I just want to like make the post be like for females because obviously women's sport is growing and um, it's getting huge and. Obviously, for us girls, like, we have to train. We have to go to the gym, get fit. And you should be so proud of what your body can do. And um, that's why I was just really passionate about, like, I need to make this post. And then just to show, like, no one should be ashamed. and Everyone should be proud of what their bodies can do. And then the Bronx girls, you all got a photo together of you flexing your muscles. And then that photo went viral and the trend took off from there yeah it was actually from the rlpa actually yes. okay. yeah um and it was like a yeah, hashtag show your muscles and oh like after seeing some of those photos from the little girls like there was this little girl i remember like she was in her like little swimsuit and she was like flexing her muscles like it just made me so happy and like this is like this is what i want to do like um just I guess show that girls should never be ashamed or like to go to the gym and feel like insecure about like um, being able to lift weights. Um, yeah, so like I guess yeah, I got overwhelmed by messages and even like getting messages from like Sally Pearson, obviously Libby Trickett. Yeah. Oh, I was just like, what's happening? Yeah, well, <laughs> and you like your inbox would have got flooded just with like young girls, but yeah, even like even, even the boys, like, dads, dads, dads as well. Yeah. yeah. A lot of dads messaged me like saying, "Oh, I'm so glad you did this post because like my I want to show my daughter like that's how like she shouldn't be afraid to grow up and like be able to like, wanting to be fit and like strong." Mm. I I got a few of what the comments said here. Do you yeah. mind if I read a few yeah, of them out? Because it. Yeah. Um, it was it got me by surprise. Like when when it first popped up, some of the comments was, "He's a good player," or "He's going to be a good player." Put a male head on that body. It's a male. He's a rig, which is just fucked, to be honest. Like, but then your comment, like your caption, was so beautiful, and I'll read it out. I never usually read social media comments or let them affect me. However, I just want to say that no one should be ashamed or self-conscious to have muscles. It shows dedication and hard work. I love my muscles, Julia XOXO. <laughs> this shit happens. <laughs> Hell. It was so well said, like just just for starters. And like props to you because you've fully changed that conversation now and fully changed the narrative of what young girls are thinking about, right? Yeah. Huge. Um, I'd love to talk about what it was like for you growing up in terms of body image yeah. because for because you're 25, yeah. yeah? Yeah, so we're very similar ages. When I was coming through and obviously I'm not in – the female space yeah. but from outside looking in I guess probably what we stereotypically thought mm. to be attractive was probably like skinny uh thigh gap and yeah. I'm and I'm probably obviously nowhere near like um probably incredible <laughs> to be able to talk about this but that was like from yeah. the outside looking in it was like yeah. the skinny look and yeah. but f- now 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but now, and maybe it's the circles that mm. we knock around in, but the fit people who are hardworking, people who are dedicated, it's kind of like almost the attractive look, right? Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not sure. And like, obviously everybody, female body is a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. But shine a little bit of light on what it was like for you growing, growing up. up. Yeah. It was, <laughs> you know how I mentioned I was a bit of a tomboy? Yeah. Um, so yeah, growing up in primary school, I had a pixie cut. A what? A pixie cut. What's that? <laughs> What's a pixie cut? <laughs> Do you know what a pixie cut is? I don't um, know what it is. So I had short hair okay. and then it spiked at the back. Really? Yep. Can we get some photos of this? Oh <laughs> yeah, They're buried some. far away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was the biggest tomboy and like, I was like, yeah, obviously we'll always wore like sport, sport clothes and everything. And um, even primary school, like, obviously I was like always really good at sport athletics and like, Always wanted to just play with the boys. I was out there playing, um, like AFL and like that. I guess a marking game, like yeah, um, the games. And um, I guess I always, I get, I guess kids and boys were like, oh, oh, you're a boy, and like, uh, actually the term got thrown out like you're a shim. Okay. As, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously she him. Yeah. Um, but as I said, that's didn't affect me and like um even growing up did yeah, it had no, it, no, you just brush know. it off yeah do you like, think that's just your personality my, yeah i yeah. feel like um i'm just like oh yeah. <laughs> it is what it is um yeah so i always like um even growing up i've always like always had like muscles like um i've always been like fit growing up as well and then i guess like you as you said like you there's that image of what a girl should look like um like the bikini models, the thigh gap, um, skinny waist, and um, and I definitely <laughs> I, I wasn't like that growing up. And then um, I guess I've always like even I can I could honestly say like I'm still like a little bit like in, not insecure, but like really um, just still like think like I guess um, like even though I say like I'm so like proud, like I know I'm proud of my body and that kind of stuff, but like. Sometimes I go, oh, I, I sometimes worry, like, if I look, I don't know. Like, Still? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it'll always be, like, on my mind. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting because from my point of view yeah. and from a lot of the boys' point of view, like, that's something that I imagine a lot of guys will look at. And exactly what you said in, in your post, yeah. like, hard working and yeah. dedication. And, like, I imagine that's such an attractive trait in not only, like, for, like, males looking at females, but, like, that 100%. Yeah. So, and I look at the other side, I look at young girls coming through, like, you're a role model. Yeah. Like, you're, you're a full role model for, the, for, for, these, yeah. for these young girls coming through. So, and that's why I love having these conversations yeah. with girls like yourself and boys um, who are, I guess, influential in the space where all, like, all our role models growing up we're athletes, yep. right? So if they can be seen having these conversations and, and I guess normalising it, then it makes it okay for the rest of us. Yep. So I look at young girls looking at you as such a bloody inspiration, which is so cool to see. Like, And, and I'm sure they're having the exact same internal dialogue mm. that you've had or you, you're, you're having, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, And I think it just comes down to, I guess, my personality. Like I feel like I've always been like – people's opinions matter to me a yeah. lot. Um, so I was like, um, I guess I'm always like making sure like, oh, I always like to take in people's opinions and like what they think of me, like kind of stuff. So um, I, I, like, 
your friends and family or just anyone? Anyone. Okay. Yeah. And like that's something I, I need to work on as well. Like I shouldn't let people's opinions affect me. Um, that's just just me. Like I just need to like um, learn like that. Like even for the people like I don't know. Like I mm. I shouldn't let those opinions affect me at all. Mm. Um, but I I do want to say like I am like very like proud of like who I am, my body and that kind of stuff. And it, it like it always makes me smile and happy when I do like see um, like girls or like late. Even like um I remember going to dinner uh, one the um workers just like oh my god I love your back and yeah. like, all that kind of stuff. And it does bring a smile on my face and like it'd be like oh okay like it actually like it makes me feel good like it makes like reinsures me like kind of stuff. Thank you for being so open about that because that is, I imagine that's pretty difficult to talk about. Um, but no, you you should be so proud of, of what you're doing in this space. I, I see you as someone who's probably leading the space in the NRLW in terms of being a voice for this. So um, fucking well done because it's because it's so, <laughs> like it's so it's so cool to see and, I, and I'm honestly so impressed. And it's not just young girls as well. Like I imagine a bunch of the footy boys reached out. I think I reached out. <laughs> yeah. Like a bunch of the boys got behind it as well. Yeah. yeah? No, they did. They yeah, um, yeah. Jackson Hastings put like a Twitter post as well, and like um, yeah, I got obviously a few messages um from the boys as well. And, like they're all behind me, and, mm. which is really nice too. Were you always yeah. co- were you a confident kid growing up? I would say I wasn't like not confident. Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't say like I was. I guess the que- I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to angle at is like I look at I look at you and, and a lot of the girls is like. You guys have like such great bands. Like when I cut, like I went, I went to the um, Roosters. I actually even watching girls at, at Bronx and RLW. I came into the Bronx yeah. maybe a couple of months ago, and you guys were all like knocking around. And maybe it's just because you guys are so comfortable. But you girls look like you have so much confidence, and like, and I know it's not the same for everyone. But I look at you as someone who's incredibly confident. Like, mm. you know, we went to Active this morning. You're knocking around with everyone. You're saying g'day. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're I, very, love like, you're, I love people. I love people. Like, I love. Yeah, like I feel like. <laughs> I, I hate being by myself. Like, yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I love people and, like, um, yeah, as, as I said, like, I'm such a people person. I guess the question or what I was angling at was, like, what like what gives you confidence? Or if you're a young girl that, that's probably sitting here that's a little bit shy, it's like, well, what can I – I want to be like Julia. Like, how do I get to be confident? Like, do you have any tips that you could share or anything um, that, that stands out? I feel like um, just, just be yourself and, like, um, just – uh, I guess it's hard to like, say, be confident, but like, yeah. um, just be like willing to like take that risk and that step to like really open out up to people, like, um, and just enjoy life and just embrace the moment. Mm. I feel. I found that as soon as I was like comfortable with myself, yeah, and like it sounds weird to say, but like love yourself, yeah. I've be I was so much more comfortable with being myself, yeah. and I found that when I was actually genuinely being myself, yeah. other people would gravitate yeah. towards me anyway. I think that's so important. Like, yeah, like I read something like, before you can love people, you have to love yourself. Um, that's the that's the quote. That's yeah. that's the clip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you honestly, because you can't be your true self if you're not in love. Like if you love yourself or appreciate yourself because. Um, I guess if you're with people, they won't, won't really know you, who mm. you really are. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to, like, appreciate who you are, love yourself, know, like, yeah, as I said, exactly know 
who you are personally and then that's when you're going to grav- gravitate to your people. That, like your people, yeah. like the type of people yeah. that you want to generate, yeah. like, right? Me me and Patty, Patty Carrigan had this exact conversation yeah. on our last podcast <laughs> because when, when we came into grade and it's probably, I'd love to get your thoughts on, on you coming in, but we, when we came in, this was, um, I guess at a time where you start training with all the people you look up to, right? So when I came into Bronx, I had like guys like Corey Parker, Darius Boyd, Sam Thiday, um, Alex Glenn, yeah. Jordi Carhu, yeah. Andrew McCulloch, like the list is insane. Benny Hunt, yeah. like, um, and the most insane guy. And these are all the guys that I looked up to when I was a little kid. And so we talked about how <laughs> scared and how nervous yeah. we were coming in as a 17, 18 year old and how we, we didn't speak. Like we would like say a little thing here and there, but like we were just so nervous and, and obviously not being ourselves. Mm. And then we even talked about it to the point where it actually changed our style of footy because we were scared to drop balls. Yeah. Um, we were scared to um, ball play. Not that I was a ball player by <laughs> any means, but you know what I mean? But like we would change our style of footy because we didn't want to make a mistake and we yeah. wanted to be included by the boys. And then I love what you said about like, as soon as you just sort of like take that next step and like sort of like put yourself out there a yeah. little bit, you start becoming yourself and then the boys actually get to know you and you start gravitating to the right crew and and it just, everything opens up, right? How was it for you when you came into the NLW? Because of you, you were a little bit older. Yeah. Right? I was, how old was I? 20, 21, So not that, not that old. Yeah. Or how old am I? 25. Yeah, I would have been like 20. Yeah, 1920. I don't know. I can't remember. How did you go? Because were a lot of the girls in similar situations to you? I guess for me, it was hard because, one, I was coming into a team of players like Ali Brinkshaw, Steph Hancock. One of the greats, a couple of the greats. Yeah. Um, And my thing was, like, I want to make sure I prove myself that I deserve to be here too. Mm. Um, And then I guess it meant – I guess for me, since I didn't watch them play or, like, grow up, I didn't know actually who they were, like – but then getting to know them, like, holy, like – they're, they're insane. Like, I want to, like, make sure I do a good job here and, like, I guess earn my spot and, like, prove to them that I do deserve to be here. Was there any role models that you had growing up that you sort of clung to growing up and even now? Like, who are the girls that you look at for inspiration? Um, growing up, obviously... Um, I didn't, like, have the rugby league That's what girls. I mean. But like, that, it can be any sport or family or anything. Was there anyone that, like, sort of you sort of look towards and be like, you know what, that's what I want to be or that's a path that I want to go down or even just values? Was there anyone that stood out? It doesn't have Not to be. Not really, no. Like, um, I can watch, like, heaps of sports, but, like, I never, like, really – there wasn't, like, the one person. Like, when I was when I, when I I was growing up, the one athlete um, that was, like, oh, my God. Mm. Um, like, I, I think all athletes are, like, incredible. Yeah. Um, I guess now, like, um, one outside of rugby league, I love Tia, Tia Claire Toomey. Yeah. Like, she's just an athlete. Yeah. Like, if I had, like, she just had a baby and she's killing it already. Like, yeah, I was going to say, what's it, what's it about her that makes her so special? Just her, just her, because I've read her books, like, her book and um, her dedication to training and, like, that, her discipline. Yeah. It's insane. I'm like, oh, I, I, I want to be on her level. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for, for me, for rugby league, honestly, um, the person I look up to the most is Ali. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, and I guess, like, for this year and, like, bringing up social media again, like, um, 
I don't know if you've seen like people. A lot of people just say like, "Oh, she's too like, she's getting old. Like she needs to retire, like yeah. kind of stuff." And I think like honestly, she's at her peak. Really? Yeah, and not just in her performance. Like um, like I obviously I didn't know Ali when she was like first started playing rugby league. She's told stories how she wasn't like the nicest person, and like she got dropped from um, a Jillaroo's, um test one year. And it really like switched for it, and yeah. then she came back, and then that's why she was a captain, and like she just changed the mindset, changed the person who she was, and now she's like the biggest like role model you, and, like any girl could have. Yeah. And I looked like I look up to her so much as like a leader and um, a person like on and off the field. Like um, she does like people just don't know how much she does for like the game and like how much she'll like put her back on the line to like help anyone. Really? Yeah, and. Can you give me an example? Like, if like honestly, with anything that like work like has for the RLPA, yeah. um, even at the club, like if things going down, she'll like, yeah, sort it out and like put it like she'll like she'll put her neck, she'll put her neck on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I think I I need to tell her a lot more like this because yeah. like I think she doesn't understand like how much she does make like an impact on people's lives and. Um, I think she has so many more years to go. Yeah. Like I think she's like from twenty eighteen to now, she's at her peak form, and it's like sad to like. I don't know how she deals with it. Like I'm sure, I'm sure she reads the comments and everything like that. Like even like going into the Jillaroo's like um, test this year, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, she shouldn't be here." But I was mm. like. And, and then you look at the show she puts on and say, oh, well, there you go. Yes, like, there's, exactly. there's your example. Like, yeah. there's your proof right there. And she doesn't let it affect her. Like, I'm sure, like, well, she doesn't show, like, if it affects her. Um, but I just, yeah, I think she's an incredible um, woman. You talk about Ali's, like, um, obstacles that she's overcome. Has there ever been, what's probably the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome, whether that's you know, off season, yeah. like off field, on field. Is there anything that stands out that you're comfortable with talking about? Um, for me, obviously a few injuries, um, nothing too crazy. Like 20, 2019, I broke my ankle. Um, I got back for the NLW season, yeah. so that was fine. Then um, this year I had some issues with my hemis. Um, so I missed like half my season yeah. uh, this year, but got got back to the back end. Yeah, great. But um, obstacles... Not really. I've been like quite fortunate. Like um, as I said, like injuries happen. Like that's uh, part of the game. Yeah. Like it's just for me. Like um, I think I was like telling um, I guess our media Broncos about like my hemi, like kind of stuff. Like I like I actually like the um rehab process. <laughs> really, yeah. you're the first person I've ever heard to well, say like, that. <laughs> it obviously sucks and um not being with the girls. Like the rehab, like. When you're just like in the corner on the yep. other side of the field doing your own like little rehab running and like watching the girls doing their skills and training and laughing at each other, that gets a bit sad. Yes. But for me, um, it makes like my, my mindset different for like the rehabs. Like all I want to do is get my injury better. Right. So my mindset and dedication to fixing this injury goes up another level. You dial in. Yeah. yeah. And I love, like I love, that's the kind of mindset I love to have. Yeah. And I kind of wish I could just have that mindset the whole way through the season. Like, yeah. um, even like I do, but um, it's just next level when it comes to like, I want to get back bigger and better from this injury. 
Um, we talked about dis- discipline yep. before when in Ali and yourself and I touched on it earlier that I think you're incredibly hardworking discipline. How do you do it? <laughs> what, are the, what are the tips you can give, not just young girls, but me? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you, what's your process? Is it, is it routine? Is it leaning experiences? Like, give me, I need, I need a couple of tips for, to, to be more disciplined. For, it's for me. Like, I've always been that person. Like, I can't not do anything. Okay. You'll go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, I'm go to go. Go, go, go. Um, and I guess it's just my passion. I love, I mm. love, I love training. I love um, being healthy. Um, so I guess it's just, and I think the biggest step and the biggest advice I can give someone is you just need to start mm. and then get into like a routine with it. Okay. And honestly, once you start a routine, it just gets easier and easier. And like, um, yeah, it makes it like, I guess once you the first like few weeks could be hard, yeah. but then when, once you're in that routine, you, like you start just loving it mm. and you get addicted to it. Yeah, someone said to me ages ago when you're just starting, they just said just do the easiest thing. Like yeah. if you want to go for a run, just put your shoes on. Yeah. Or like even go on a training, like just just turn up. Yeah. Like don't overthink it. Don't think don't about. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't put too much pressure yeah. on yourself. Just put your shoes on, and then you'll just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little home gym um, in my place in Coogee. Um, in Sydney <clears throat> and I like same as you like I love training yeah if I'm not training my headspace <laughs> is like all over the yeah. show and my family can and friends can attest to that um but there would be some days where I'd be so corked um probably over training a little yeah. bit um training's a full coping mechanism for me yeah um but even like when I didn't want to do it I just go in the gym and I'd yeah. like cause my the way I start most is like I'd roll and stretch and yeah. then as soon as I roll and stretch and I'm bang I'm, I'm I'm straight into it yeah okay yeah yeah do you think um do you think exercise plays a role in mental health like yeah. with your own mental health yeah definitely like um like I feel like uh, for me with like my mental health like I feel like I'm quite comfortable with um my mental health yeah. like um I think I do put a lot of pressure on myself yeah. like to perform I yeah. guess that's like one thing it's like I feel like sometimes I can be a bit hard on myself like yeah. if I um don't like I guess do as well in the training session as I wanted to then I'll be like a bit bummed because I guess for me like growing up training doing stuff that's I guess that's oh, that's all I've was really good at yeah okay i get in like school like school like um like my sister she was like the brains right. <laughs> she, she took all the brains yeah <laughs> I, I don't i don't believe um, that but okay we'll yeah. run with it. <laughs> um and then i guess all i had was my sport right. and i felt like and it did kind of like so i'm going right back <laughs> um right. i guess a family member said, like, oh, you can't pursue a career in, like, sport. You need really? Yeah. So how, how old were you? Uh, I was, like, high school. Did that stick? It did. Yeah. And and I guess, like, it did affect me um, when I started playing rugby league. I was, like, a little bit, like, distant. Not distant from that person, but, like, you know, like, it did, like, I'm here and, like, you didn't believe I could be here. Mm. Um, and I guess, as I said, like, um sport was the only thing I had and um all I wanted to do is like be good at it and yeah. so I guess that's why I said with my mental health like I put a lot of pressure on myself like I need to succeed I need to be like the best at like running be the f- strongest be the f- yeah fittest mm. and that kind of stuff so I guess for me I just need to learn to like be 
bit nicer to myself yeah. as well. So I imagine it's a balancing act, right? Because <clears throat> I look at it, the top performing athletes in Australia. I look at you as one of them. I look at a lot of successful athletes and they've all got that. Yeah. Like, they've all got that pressure to want to be better yes. day after day, wanting to be You're better. You're never good enough. You're never, not never good enough. Never that's, good enough. that's, and, and it's kind of like, it's, it's weird. It's bad to say out loud. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. It is bad to say out loud, but it does like push you to it be does. better and better yeah. right and i think you've got to have that balancing act yeah. because you know if you're kicking stones after every game and i guess probably like linking your identity to that yeah like linking your identity to being a sportsman or a woman i imagine that's probably when it could tick over but i don't think pushing yourself is a bad thing at no. all it's just a balancing act yeah yeah like um oh one i think it was 2020 so 2019 that's when i broke my ankle and then i knew i wanted to get better and better for yeah. 2020 yeah. so I was literally just like all in like which well I just wanted to like focus on my training be healthy so I was like cutting myself away from friends yeah. which like um so I wasn't going to like social events because I was like no nah, I need to, I need to train I can't eat shit I can't drink um <laughs> which now I learn like you can have best of both worlds yeah I think um, that's very important to have like you still need to enjoy life mm. like even though like yes like we're athletes and stuff, but you need to still live life. Mm. Um, so that's like a big lesson I learned as well. And it's cool that you learned that now at 25. Yeah. Really, <laughs> you know, instead of at like 30 and you've yeah. cooked the chook. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to talk about probably one of your most memorable moments and I'm putting words in your mouth, but yeah. the uh, 2022 World Cup. Yes. Um, yeah. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about how you felt when you got chosen and the time overseas. Yeah. Um, Obviously, very honoured to be able to represent um, Australia, like obviously, in the World Cup Huge. as well. And being able to go overseas like, was a really good experience. What a trip. I you, know. How, what was your stint over there? You did, like, months. Yeah. Oh, um, so, we got over there, I think, late October mm. and, like, all the way through to November. Um, it's, like, yeah, like, late November. So, like about, like, a month of, of, of footy over there. Yeah. Which was insane. Mm. It was like because I've never like um, travelled overseas before, so that oh, really? that that in itself was a really cool like opportunity. Yeah. Um, but no, like obviously good crew girls. Yeah. Like um, you do a pre you did a pre camp before yes, we going did, in there. Um, I think it was a week or two weeks at the Goldie. First. Tough. Tough. tough life. We love Goldie. We love the Goldie. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was really good, and then um, hard. Like our sessions over here were hard. Yeah. Um, and flew over to um, England and then... How many games did you play over there? So we played three or four. Okay. So we were in a pool. So we yeah had... There was two pools for us girls. Mm. Um, so you play your teams in your pool and then after that, that's when you had the grand final. So it was, ended up being like four or five games. Yeah. And, but you guys like smashed it. Like yeah. that's, the scores were huge. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Um, if, like you feel like bad like for the other other teams like hard and stuff, but no, it was still it just still shows fun. it just shows the quality of Australia at the moment, yeah. right? And like the grassroots, those those countries I will know. come. Yeah, it's just a time. Um, what was your favorite part of the tournament or the camp? Was there a standout? Probably, probably the grand final. Yeah. Um, that the whole week leading up to the grand final, we're like, oh, we're on here. Yeah, girls like, were on. The girls were on. Like the, our captains run. I was like. We're on. Like really? it was the oh, best. I got <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was such a good captain's run, and it was like raining, but it didn't like affect us at all. And um, 
Yeah, playing obviously. Um, I got a mind blank. You're playing. Um, Why do I? It's right. <laughs> we can't remember the stadium. Um, not Old Trafford. Is Old, it Trafford? Old Trafford. Old yeah. Trafford. Yeah, there we got there. That's the Arepa. Um, That's the Arepa drink yeah. kicking in. <laughs> um, yeah, playing at Old Trafford like uh, was insane. Never. Even though that. the um, <laughs> the in goal was tiny. Did you see? No. Nah. It was like five meters. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you literally go over the try line. You had to put the ball down straight okay. away. Yeah, yeah. And like obviously, no, there was no like kicking game. Yeah. Um, to score tries because you played before the boys, over. yeah. Yeah. So what were the what were the celebrations like? Because you girls won, like it you got go, insane. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the half the girls were quite cut watching the <laughs> <boys>. <laughs> and then we, we all went it. on to like the field afterwards. We're like we're already like let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really good. Like um, comparing to like obviously when we played um, New Zealand at pool games, mm. to, like the grand final was just like hectic. Wow. Like, we. We're a bit scrappy in our game when we play them in the pool, but mm. then the grand final was like the best game. So huge. Yeah. Um, and you got to stick around, you did a little yeah, bit of travel Yeah, so afterwards. I did like, um, I think like two weeks, two weeks of traveling yeah. afterwards, um, which was really cool. So I went uh, with Sinead, uh, Sinead Solka. Um, so we just went traveling with each other, but a lot of girls stayed over too. So we, it was kind of cool. Like we weren't traveling all together, but like in every like little country, there was a group of girls. And you're popping and together. And then, yeah, Sick. so like it was really cool. It's like all different kind of girls. Like we got to see like, yeah, as I said, like it felt like we were just doing the whole trip together. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, life after footy. I know you're a little while away. You're only, t- you're only 25. <laughs> yeah. Will you go back into the army or what are you um, thinking? I'm not too sure. Like I've always wanted to do like an active job. Like yeah. um like firefighters still on like yeah. like um thinking about doing firefighting. So. You and your dad are yeah. gonna be like just popping into different industries, yeah. hey? Yeah, so that's been on playing on my mind. Um I guess it just depends. Like so many opportunities can pop up too. Yeah. Like um like I guess like the coaching roles and like I feel like I still wanna be part of rugby league. Yeah. Some way. Um don't know what and how. Um I feel like I don't know. I just want to. I just want to do everything. That's yeah. the problem. I just want to do everything. Yeah, say, <laughs> saying no is such a is such a huge thing, right? Especially when you've got so much opportunity. Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing that I found stepping out of footy, right? To be honest, like <clears throat> rugby league and professional sport is so special. Yeah, like it is. Like it is really special. Like the environment, the team, being around the girl, being around the girls, being around the boys. And just the whole atmosphere, like it is something, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. And I'm so glad that I got to step away from it. And then I guess like kind of come back yeah, into it and have yeah. a lot of friends and knock around with girls like yourself and, and with Koenig and then even like a lot of the boys and it is special. Yeah. And as, as shit it is to say, you'll have so much more opportunity just from being in professional sport. Yeah. And from being a good person yeah. and being a kind person. Like I said that to um, Mac Horton, the Olympic gold medal yeah. swimmer. Um, he won gold at Rio, absolute legend. And we were having this conversation when we were saunering the other day. It was just like, it's wild that just being in professional sport, like other employers look at you as someone who's hardworking, honest, determined, like, yeah. and... And it's a small world, like sports a small world. Yeah. You get to know like the type of people you are and you're such an incredible, like I, I, I rang Jamie Chapman. I, <laughs> I spoke to Liv Kerner. I spoke to a bunch of the girls. I, that's what I do before like yeah. you come on just, oh, to get, okay. just to get a little <laughs> bit of background. Like I, I, know you've, I know you pretty well, but like I'll, I'll sit down and just talk to him just about like what type of person you are. And the common theme was just like so incredibly kind and genuine. Aww. Yeah. 
which yeah. is which is like it's a credit to you. Like it's a full, it's just it's a no brainer. And even like hanging up this morning, lifting, you're always like. You're like, let's go, boys. Like, let's go. And I was like, fuck yeah, Julia, let's go. We're, we're on here. Yeah. Um, but no, you'll have so many more opportunities. I know. Even like the opportunity I'm getting next year working at the school. Great. Um, yeah, working at Ippy, Ipswich State High School, which would be good. Like I'm looking forward to like working with the girls Sick. and like being like my, more excited to work in that mentor role. So that uh, girls rugby league team? Yes. Yeah. Sick. It's like, yeah, Ippy um, has like a – awesome rugby league program for the girls awesome um so i'll be like i guess like a sport coach for them like helping them like the rugby league program and then um also attaching myself to the girls part of the rugby league program so mm -hmm. helping them with like anything like school life and just like i guess yeah the deputy principal wanted me to like be like i guess the role model for them to like look up to and like to inspire like obviously for you know i definitely know through school i was a bit, bit of a troublemaker and like <laughs> yeah discipline that kind of stuff yeah. um i guess be that person that i could tell them like if you i guess the work you work you put in now like in and like the being a better like being a per good person to begin with is will get you far in life um so i guess being that role model to the girls i'm looking forward to that's so cool and so you'll do the school the school and school footy and yeah. then be with the broncos yeah. next year how long are you with the bronx for um, I signed a three-year contract, um, so it'll take me up to 2025. How good. I know. How, um, how are the girls looking for next season? Next year? What are you thinking? We've got like pretty much – there's only a few new girls probably coming in for next year, so I feel like we've got the same crew, Great. which would be really good. Because you guys went – you guys had so much success two years ago. Or, uh, yeah, three years. Three like years 2018, ago. 2019, 2020. We went back to back to back yeah. grand finals. Yeah. Um, last two seasons – semi-finals um tw our 2021 season we made semis yeah. and then our 2022 season we didn't make semis but it's, that would give you so much fuel for this year oh yeah in. yeah and then like this year we made semis but didn't didn't make it to um the big dance but yeah like I've, i felt like this year was like a rebuilding season like yeah. i felt like we had to rebuild mm. from 2022 yeah forgetting what years we're up yeah, to yeah, yeah. um and yeah, having all the boys back, like Scott Prince, um, Mick Hancock. Some of um, the greatest. Some of the greatest, yeah. Like Mick Hancock's like my footy dad. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Um, it's good to have the boys back. And then um, I think what they're doing for like, us girls, like in the program is very special. Like mm. um, they just build like such a good culture and they pick, as I said, they pick good people mm. to be part of it first before like being like a, like their abilities and like kind of stuff. Like, they just want good people at the club that's the best thing that bronx have like they're they're old boys that they yeah. get involved like not only with the girls team but in play development yeah like ryan james is still involved alex glenn um obviously princey and yeah. hojo and a few of the boys in there jack reed like yes, andrew, love reedy, love reedy oh God, one, one of the him. absolute great yeah. andrew mccullough's doing some yeah. game development for them now like some of the best crew and that's what i think they just do so well they yeah. they, they keep those guys and girls, yeah. so there's a lot of girls who are still doing work with the club. And it just, obviously that's why they have so much success. Yeah. And they obviously, they've gone through the tough years with the boys and now they're on the on the other side of it. Yes. Yeah. I catch up with a lot of the crew from Bronx, um, just from back in my day. Like yeah. it's the same guys, like yeah. same guys back when I was like eight years ago, 10 yeah. years ago, you know, they're, they're the greatest. So um, Julie, is there anything that we haven't touched on today that, you, that you'd like to talk about? We covered a fair bit. We covered we? a fair bit. I think we're almost <laughs> at an hour. Yeah. Um, but hey, no, thank you 
thanks so much for today. Like I had yeah, such, I, awesome. I had such an incredible morning. Yeah. I, I know, I know we would. Um, thank you again for being just like open, honest, and vulnerable. Like it takes a special type of person to be able to come on this platform, like a long podcast format, and just to not have, like when I spoke to you, I was like, is there anything that's off limits? And you're like, I'm an open book. You're like, talk to me about whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. So no, thank you so much for coming on. I, I'm, I'm very appreciative. No, thanks for having me. You're the best. <laughs>